Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here we are uh, on the 18th. This is tax day. It now, that's an interesting thing you mentioned there, because what is the usual tax day? The 15th. And if it's not the 15th, because the 15th falls on, let's say, a Saturday. Yeah, it's usually Monday. Usually Monday, which would be the 17th. But right. you're telling me, John, that it's on the 18th. What is that about? I, w- I can't figure it out myself. Oh, I could tell you. I know the answer. No, oh, well, you're suckering me. Okay, go. Yesterday was Emancipation Day. What emancipation? Pro- I'm telling emancipation you, proclamation. I'm telling you, look it up. Emanci- this huh. is kind of really interesting, actually. I had a it wasn't this. a holiday. It was kind of, I, I, I guess, I don't know. Emancipation Day. L- listen to this. Emancipation Day. Why is this coming up like this? Um, okay. What is the deal on this? What's wrong with my Google? It's like oh, totally fooled up my 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 Google. It showed oh, me like three things. Emancipation Day. What is it? It's only showing me videos. What is that about? I don't know what Emancipation Day is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's like just showing me videos and that's it. There's nothing else coming up on Google. How weird is hmm. that? Like usually it'd have um, meaning. I don't know what the hell is this. Wow. This is messed up, man. Google is definitely screwed. Anyway, it is a the date that is at, uh, historically referenced from the emancipation from slavery. It's actually recognized in 70 or several different countries throughout the world. Can you believe that? Uh, okay. <laughs> is it our emancipation? It doesn't make sense. It is... Wow, this Google's really screwed up. This stuff is really messed up. Oh, I don't even know what's going on here. I can't even look. Uh, it is the, I don't know, it's the emancipation from slavery. Okay. And so somehow it was... Uh, so they bounced it. Well, it's great. They, let's do more of this, and then we can put, off, put it off another yeah. day. Actually, in California, it's put off till October. We could have had April t- uh, 10th. We could have April Yeah, 10th there you today. go. Uh, crazy well here's we have we have earnings that are coming up and out we have a lot of earnings that came out last week towards the end of the week that were important we have uh jp morgan and we had uh, wells fargo today we saw bank of america tonight we saw netflix so the, the earnings season is is all in as we say full swing and it's starting to really get pretty intense and some of the things that we're thinking about in terms of an earnings recession starting to show through pretty well, but you got to question whether anybody really cares right now with the idea that the Fed is possibly going to slow their roll. So that's kind of been holding things up. The S&P 500 up at, uh, what is it trading? 4150, 18 times earnings for the future with the idea that there's a recession coming, which makes no goddamn sense in the whole world. But it is what it is, right? Yeah. We had a little flooding in South Florida. Yes, uh, you tell us the story. 
So he has some pictures of this too. We'll, we'll talk about over on uh, DH Unplugged on the show notes for episode number 650. So uh, there was this crazy storm that kicked up last week and it started, we had a couple few days of rain and it was pretty rough rain and the ground got soaked. And uh, what was it, Wednesday night? I guess it was Wednesday night. Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday night. I don't remember, whatever night it was. Um, it's pretty amazing. Like, oh, it just keeps raining. It just keeps raining in Fort Lauderdale, in Hollywood area, a little bit south, a little bit west. It's just raining. And it's not just raining. It's like crazy raining. Like somebody just- Yeah, it was like eight inches an hour in it was, one place. It was absurd. It was absurd. I'm looking outside and about 6.30 at night, I said, you know, let me go outside and see what's going on. Let me, let me see how much rain is actually out there. I walked, and to my surprise, and I was stunned actually, the, the water in the canal is like coming up to the dock. I'm like, wow, that's pretty significant. And I look down and I see, oh, low tide is 9.30 and now it's eight o'clock. So I mark something with my eyes. I look to the left, I see like a hose reel and I mark like the level of the water where it was. And I see that. I'm going, all right, there we go. I come out. Uh, that, that was at 6.30. At 8.30, I come out, or 8 o'clock, I come outside. And I look. I'm like, oh, my God, it's over the dock now. It's like maybe six inches over the dock. So I mark where the hose reel was. And I look at it. I'm like, huh, wow, that's interesting. I go inside. I come back a half hour later. I'm like, what the hell? What is going on? <laughs> Seriously, it's like a bathtub filling up. And I'm starting to freak out now because it's over the hose reel. It's now a foot and a half above the dock. And I got another six inches or so where it's going to hit the electrical outlets on the dock, which is not good. I look down. I see a snook. No kidding. I showed, I have the video. I put it on Twitter. I have a snook swimming across the dock. And I'm like, what's oh, a snook? What's fish. A snook it's a fish. Is fish. How well, big? Uh, this is probably about like maybe five pounds. A long, it's long, it's got a long beak kind of thing. It's long, it's, a, it's like a cigar. Uh, and uh, I'm starting to freak out a little bit, John, because now I know 9.30 is low tide. This tide is up like crazy. It doesn't stop raining until like 10.30. At this time, it's up just to my deck. It's uh, a good two feet above the dock. And now I'm freaking out because high tide is going to start rolling in over the next few hours. And, and, and the rain stops, though. And it totally just stops. And it gave enough time for the water to recede enough with the tide coming up that it equalized and it didn't go any higher. But in my neighborhood and the surrounding area, it was ridiculous. I have a friend that went to the airport at 3.30 in the afternoon. He left there after dropping some people off. He was stopped by the cops, said you can't leave. All the roads out of the airport, the Fort Lauderdale airport, are flooded to a point you can't drive through. And he sat in his car in this area from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. Unbelievable. It was like, wow. tw it was like 24 inches in, in a day. Yeah, that's more rain. Uh, that's more rain than most people see in a month. It was unbelievable. It really was unbelievable. And then the next day it rained again. I tried to get out of my neighborhood the next day. I went to three different roads, like, you know, come out of my neighborhood, make a right. I have to go over a bridge to get out uh, over the water. And I looked down at the over the other side of the bridge. I'm, uh, I said, what? I don't see a bottom at all. So I said, I'm not going that way. I turn around and go the other way. I go around the other side of the neighborhood. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going there either. My daughter said she had no food. I was going to bring her some food. I said, you know what? I'm not doing this. It was up to the, uh, up to the door in the car. Cars are everywhere. Cars were just left everywhere. 
Well, what are you going to do if you can't drive? Well, they got waterlogged. They got waterlogged too. Oh, I can't imagine how many bad cars are going to go up yeah, for sale. Exactly. You got to be careful on those used cars now. And a uh, lot of flooding, a lot of places with a lot of flooding. My friend's uh, boat was over his dock. For, fortunately, there's the pilings, and that held it. Pretty pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So uh, there's some pictures. If you go, if you scroll all the way down uh, this episode, is the street pictures. You see the cars, you know, just it looked like just rivers. I like the idea of these pictures. Look at that. See, oh, that one. See Street 2? That particular building out in the outskirts of, you know, the area that I live, that's an apartment. And and when they built that, I said, oh, that's a bad place. Every time I've seen it over the years, when any rain comes, it floods. I said, that's just, they're not raising this up at all. That's, they're just redoing it, the remodeling. This isn't that, this isn't look that flooded. This, with the car, there's only up to halfway up to wheels. This is the next day, like later in the day. Oh, okay. And there's my, look at the dock. Do you see my dock? You see the dock Which picture? Uh, uh, water level. Oh, yeah. See the yeah. ring? That's where the water was up to. What ring? See the ring on the poles? Oh, that ring. Yeah. On the, on the pylon there. Uh -huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's <laughs> funny. It was just filthy and they had to clean it all up. It was gross. Yeah, there's something wrong with your water. No, that's because it was just like a ring stuff. like that. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Well, the next day it washed all off. Uh, this week I always had lunch with the feds. I think I mentioned. Yeah, that I heard this. I saw a picture of you and the Fed guy. Yeah, and uh, the Fed minutes uh, this week also told an interesting story, and we're reannouncing the close to the pin for Goldman Sachs. There was a little bit of glitch last week with registration, but it's open, it's running. Get yourself in there for the chance to win a shirt of a lifetime, the opportunity to get in on the close to the pin at the end of the year, which we call the Cup, where you can win all sorts of fame and glory, fame and glory. What else we got? Tesla uh, tomorrow, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. There's some things that are happening that I find very peculiar. Markets are going sideways. That's not peculiar. That's just kind of biding its time. It's doing a rotation from the banks to the energy to the tech to the utilities. It's just making this rotation. So nothing's going anywhere. It is totality. But it is, in fact, moving different markets uh, around. But... One of the things that's peculiar is there was some commentary this weekend from Janet Yellen. Now, Janet Yellen was the former Fed chair. She worked with Bernanke, if you remember. Very dovish. And then she was, uh, I don't know if it was promoted or put in the post of the Treasury Secretary. Usually the Treasury Secretary stays out of Fed's business. And the Fed stays out of the Treasury's business. Well, yeah, kind of. You know, when they're uh, been there, you know, the, you want to stick your nose in. Yeah. And that's what she did. That's what she did. She talked about this week. Uh, let me tell you the quote here. Let's uh, find this. I'm out of order today. All right. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said banks are likely to become more cautious and may tighten lending further in the wake of recent bank failures. Possibly this bold, I'm bolding this possibly negating the need for further Federal Reserve interest rate hikes. Since when does the Treasury Secretary uh, talk well, about that? Well, that doesn't make that's, I don't know, not, what she just did sounds illegal. Yeah, it's a little bit of a wink and a nod there, like, hey, fellas. Right? Huh. Remember, remember yeah. everyone, do you remember that everybody lost their minds when Trump mentioned that the Fed should continue keeping rates down? Remember that whole thing? 
They yeah. went, they went, they went crazy. They, they were just putting their hair on fire in the street because, oh my God, the president is getting involved in a, the sacred and the sanctity of the Fed where they have right. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yep. Well, now the so so I, I think the Treasury Secretary is on the side or on the on the in the lane of uh, it would seem to me of the of the administration. That's that that's an arm of the administration. That's not an arm of the Fed. The Treasury is clearly an arm of the administration. Right. And therefore saying, possibly negating the need for further Federal Reserve. And they gave Trump crap for doing stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Terrible. Eh, That's not fair. Not fair. Yields on the three-month T-bill. Listen to this. This is pretty, this is pretty amazing. I know for most people that don't like think about money this way and, and, and really watch it, it's like, big deal. This is a big deal. I'm telling you, this is a big deal that the T-bills, three-month T-bills have reached a new post-2007 high of 5.06%. I bought some of these for my clients last week. Look at this chart of the um, three-month, three-month, not 30-year, the three-month treasury bill. In other words, you buy, pick a number, $5,000, $10,000, $100,000, of this, and you hold it for three months, and you get the equivalent of, you get an annualized rate of 5%. So if you hold it for three months, you get a quarter of that. But still, my point is, then you roll it again. Look at this chart. How absurd Ridiculous. is this? Ridiculous. It's unbelievable. This is a vertical ascent. This is like a mountain you do not want to climb. And and it's, and it's it, re- it not only recovered that COVID drop, is that what I'm looking at there? What is, what is that? 2018, 2019? Yeah, 2020. See that big drop in 2020? That yeah. sharp move down? Not only did it recover from that as it was moving higher back in 2016, 17, it's doubled from there. That was 2.5, 2.6. It's a really funny looking chart. It's crazy. I'll put this into the chat room. Copy image link. I'll give them a little bit of a viewing of that. Okay, uh, I think that's in there. Yeah, you go. Is the chat room working now? Chat room's working, and they say they can hear us, right? I think everybody's said, yeah, everybody's talking about my note. Good, ask the chat room what that what, what the name of the show was. What was the name of that annoying show? The previous show. I put it in there. I Somebody told me once, I don't remember what it is. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. Um, they're, on every, they're on every Tuesday night, by the way. They're always on. Oh, that previous mm-hmm. show's yep. on this? Yep. Every week every for week. us? At least every week, if not more often. I know Tuesdays, they're always there. Huh. Um, Fed Minutes. So the Fed Minutes came out last week, and the Fed came out with their discussion about uh, you know what they thought was going to be the situation. And uh, Fed expects banking crisis to cause a recession this year. That's what they said in the minutes. So the Fed is now saying there's going to be a recession due to this extraneous event of the, the 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 banking crisis. Now, fall off on the U.S. banking crisis is likely to cause uh, and, and, and tilt the economy into recession later this year, according to the Federal Reserve documents, though Vice Chair of Supervision Michael Barr said, the banking sector is sound and resilient. Sound so and resilient. So what they're saying is everything's hunky-dory, but we're going to have a recession because because all the things that are supposedly hunky-dory aren't really. 
Right. And, 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 and again, we talked about all the words that are used, and I have a little discussion about that because I did hit the former vice chair right between the eyes with this at that meeting in front of everybody. They said questions. I'm like, yes, indeed. <laughs> at the luncheon. I said, I have a question. Uh, I'll talk to that in a second. But uh, the vice chair said, you know, the banking sector is sound and resilient, which is a hard-coded talking point that is to be used when asked about the banking system. So it's, it's like kind of, you know, if somebody just bumps into you and your reaction is maybe to bump them back. If somebody says banking sector, their job is to say sound and resilient. That's how it goes. It just, it, just, it just comes right out. Flops right out. Well, at least it doesn't say safe and effective. Yeah, well, exactly. So, uh, so given their assessment of the potential economic effects of the recent banking sector developments, the staff's projection at the time of the March meeting included a mild recession starting later this year. Now, this is really fascinating. With a recovery over the subsequent two years. Now, let's just get that straight. The banking system is fine, or the sound and resilient, whatever the freak that means, right? Sounds like a a, 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 a 80s jazz band, sound and resilient. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for sound and resilient. It's, you know, it's like the Miami Shaw machine. It's, 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 and if we have that, but yeah, we have the fallout because banks are lending less and they're hiking standards, but we have a mild recession why does it take two years to recover from a mild recession? Shouldn't. Seems like a long should, time. Just take six months. It's a mild recession. Yeah, mild recession. A little it dip. Was a horrible borderline depression, maybe. Yeah, that's like that's like saying I got wet as I went. I got misted by a sprinkler, but I'm going to put it in the dryer for three hours to dry. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait a minute. What? How does that work? Crazy. So um, that's what's going on there. Do you want to talk about my my luncheon with uh, Richard Clarita? Yes, please. So I was invited to uh, a luncheon, and uh, the one of the one of the uh, uh, the main speaker was former vice chairman uh, of the Fed, Richard Clarita. Now I don't remember if he was one of the guys that got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and he had to be really oh, investment scandal. Yeah. I would look it up yeah. on Google, but that doesn't seem to be working to be honest with you. Like nothing came up as three videos. Last time I looked at something. Hmm. Um, so there was, you know, they, they talked the, one of the uh, portfolio managers of a firm called Pimco is talking. And uh, there was maybe, I don't know, 20, 20 of us in a room maybe. And I was very close, you know, maybe four tables. And, uh, they're talking about a variety of things about the markets and the economy and the bond markets and things like that. Talking in circles, just talking in circles. That's what they do, right? There was some interesting insight uh, that that he made. One of the things he said, uh, you know, he said, "I want to make this very clear." And they get this question a lot from people, and like, you know, with all these speakers that go out there, what what am I supposed to believe? What I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Should I read this stuff myself and make my own determination? What to do? He said, "Let me be very clear. All you have to do." is listen to exactly what Jay Powell says and you have the information you need. Now, I don't know if that was another one of those things to try to get us to think a certain way or not, but that was his answer. Now. That's I, interesting. Yeah. 
this, that's all you need. Don't listen to anybody else. He said there was, he actually mentioned one other name that, that he likes, but listen to Powell. I'm thinking to myself, making Powell, once again, a very godlike figure in the financial world. Yeah. Very powerful. So again, they said, you know, any, any questions? I'm like, hello. I said, I, I want to ask you a question uh, that relates to wordsmithing that goes on at the Fed. I said, listen, can I ask you a question? Is there like a special PR team that does some kind of, I don't know, like an A-B testing of the words that could be used to try to sway the public and, and markets have them grab onto something? I said, you know, we talked about transitory. We talked about anchor. We talked about sound and resilient. And now we have the word deflation. And I got to ask you about this. I said, they use this word deflation and it doesn't seem to really fit because what's happening is we're still getting a lot of inflation. And, you know, my whole rap about even if inflation is zero, prices are ridiculously, ridiculously high. Yeah, then they're staying high. Yeah. You sure it was deflation or disinflation? Disinflation, that's what I said. I'm sorry, disinflation. Yeah, okay. Disinflation. Back up. Yep, sorry. So I said, I don't understand. He said, yes. He said, I agree. Just to let you know, there's a good amount of wordsmithing that goes on. I'm like, oh, thank you. Which is code for uh, mistruths, lies, uh, or let's say uh, attempts to maneuver. I think manipulation. Manipulation. Excellent word. Excellent. He said there's a lot of wordsmithing that does, in fact, go on. He also provided a discussion of the history of the word disinflation, which was with Volcker. He didn't really answer it, but he, he, again, he, he it was very clear to me that he was, um, he was, he was understanding what I was saying, and I think to a degree he could, he he would agree with that. However, right at the top of the discussion, he did talk about his appreciation for the sanctity of the confidence of being a member of the Federal Reserve which, as you would describe that in more simpler English, is a gentleman's agreement to keep your mouth shut. Exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah, shut up. You'll be fine. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy. That was an interesting lunch. I got a picture. I put that. You, little, you can click that, the picture of he and I. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Uh, he, he, I, I will share with you, if I may, when he came in the room, I said, oh, who's that guy? He looks like he just woke up. His hair was like, you know, you know, like you're laying on a pillow for a while. Yeah, and his hair is all over. It's, 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 it never looks in a mirror. Never, never, which maybe makes you think that somebody is that much smarter. I don't know, maybe. Uh, let's well, that disheveled professor look is supposed to give that impression, but right. it's always impressed me as somebody doesn't have a comb. Right, which is what happened with the guy from FTX. Whatever happened in that discussion with Sam Bankman-Fried? Yeah, I got it. He looked like a slob. Yeah, exactly. Now, Apple, let's kind of get into some of the earnings and some of the things that are going on around the world. Apple, not earnings, but we talked about potential store closures, you and I, as something that would be interesting to see. Well, in a total disregard for our opinion, yep. Apple opens its first retail store in India. Yep. Yeah, they, they did go in the opposite direction. Yep. Cook was there in Mumbai, or as they say there, Mumbai. I'm sure the place was packed. Yeah, packed. Opening. They're taking selfies, and everybody's all excited. And you know, he, he's behind a, a glass door for a while, just waving at people, a little afraid to get out in the street. So, uh, the first Apple store. So we'll see what happens there. China, 
China's big into buying right now gold and jewels. Jewelry and precious metal consumption in China soared 37.4% in March from a year earlier, underpinning a 13.6% jump for the quarter and topping the list of items that soaked, uh, stoked, not soaked, stoked the surge in first quarter retail sales. So uh, economic fundamentals, risk aversion, the recovery of domestic consumption, all drive the investment demand for jewelry and precious metals, they said. And uh, retail sales um, rose 10.6%, beating the forecast of 7.4% by a wide margin. <laughs> so the, China seems to be getting its groove back. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. Bank earnings that have come out generally okay. I mean, there's, there's within a within a tolerance range, you know, of, oh, it could have been here, could have been there. The problem with bank earnings is, you know, you see like a Goldman Sachs with an estimate of $7 and they come out and... Earnings at $22. It's like, how do I even deal with that? You know, how is somebody so it's, off the It's inexcusable the way yeah. I see it. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think it's the, I don't, I really don't think that it is the analyst's fault. I think it's the bad information that's being fed to them. Yeah, either that or the banks don't know how to do bookkeeping. They can't figure out what they're up to from yeah. quarter to quarter. Is that possible? Banks that can't do bookkeeping? Well, that's I think not they know how to do, I think they know how to do it all too well is the problem. Yeah. Well, that's probably true. You know? So Bank of America came out, um, earnings of $0.94 cents a share with uh, estimates at 82 So that's it'd be $26.39 billion uh, versus $25.13 billion in revenue. So they beat. Their net interest income jumped 25% to $14.4 billion during the quarter, driven by benefits from rising rates, and stock was up marginally. Nothing exciting there. You know? Um Goldman Sachs reported uh, Q1 March earnings of $8.79. Again, they usually beat by a, by a margin, a wide margin, excluding non-recurring items. Of course, you got to look at that. $0.73 cents better than the S&P uh, consensus of $8. Revenue fell 5.5%. Now, here's what was really interesting. So uh, when you look at their... So, so you look at the fact that they had less revenues than expected. But at the same time, provisions for credit losses was a net benefit for them. They, they minimized that. $171 million for the first quarter compared to with some negative provisioning that had to come back uh, and take it out in the first quarter of uh, 2022. Huh. So that's something that makes it look even worse. That's why Goldman was down pretty good today. Global banking and markets general, uh, generated quarterly Net revenue of $8.4 billion, strong, strong uh, fixed income currency combined. It's not so good on the fixed income, though. The report at first came out that it was strong on the fixed income trading, but wasn't so good. Uh, net revenue is $12.22 billion for the first quarter of 2023, 5% lower, as we mentioned. Um, they're trying to get into this. Uh, they really are not doing well with their, uh, their, their consumer-facing products. And Goldman's always been... More of a institutional, right? Yeah, I don't know how they. Yeah, they're never good. They just don't have the touch for the other stuff. Yeah, and and they, you know probably some of the stuff they did with Apple as well with the Markham card. And it's, I don't think it's doing very well. Although there was a big announcement this week. Where's that? Somewhere. Apple. Uh, on top of all things that are happening and the problem with the bank runs and people pulling money out of low interest rate, Apple is making it very easy for more of that to occur. Thank you, Apple, because Apple. On Monday, yesterday, launched 
It's Apple Card Savings Account with a 4.15% annual percentage yield. It requires no deposit, no minimum, no balance minimum, and users can set it up the account from the wallet app on their iPhones. So, thank you. There goes my money. Sucked it out of Bank of America and put it to Apple. This is in cooperation with Goldman. Does that mark them? Um, so, this is kind of interesting because there, there are people out there that have money in banks. And yeah, for whatever I have reason, some money in banks. And for whatever reason, they just let it sit in the basic, let's say, checking account or savings account, right? Because you're going to use it over time. But the truth is that some of that money doesn't necessarily have to stay there, but they're lazy. People are very lazy. Everyone's lazy. Yeah, they leave their money in that account. No, Apple's going to clean up with this idea. Yeah. Although they're now becoming going into banking, and this is the thing, because their computer sales are way off. Uh, seems to be a, people not interested in buying, upgrading as fast as they used to. And now they're getting into banking and credit cards and all the rest of it. It's like, are you focusing on your core competencies or are you just going to go into banking? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think it's interesting that um, with regard to what's happening here, they, they make, they make a good, it, it's interesting because people will, will, will take care of this. They'll move and all that, but they, they did it. I don't know if they're getting into banking because they're doing it with in cooperation with Goldman Sachs. Goldman's, yeah, no, no, it's them, they, they themselves not. But you have to assume that the uh, that they're going to have their, you know, if, so, if something bad happens, mm -hmm. that they're going to have to pick up the, the slack because they've got enough money in the bank to be a definitely to be a big bank, and they can't it'd be bad for their reputation if anyone lost a nickel. Right. Exactly. But, um, I mean, when you look at the national savings rate, the, the national average annual percentage yield on savings, it's 0 0.35, 0.35. Yeah, that sounds right. So I think there's going to be a lot of sucking sound from all these banks. Now, I, I got to tell you something. It's not usually like Apple to do something like this. Right in the middle of a crisis, they're going to create more of a movement because everybody can easily do this with their phone. Yeah, but it only works on Apple phones, right? Correct. Yeah. Apple card savings account. There's probably some sort of illegality about that. Well, well, hold it. If, if, if it's, is it any different than having a Bank of America app on your phone where you can move money around? Apple doesn't get a piece of that, though. Is that the difference? I think the difference is, I think the... Restricting it to a platform, mm. I think, is going to cause issues with the government. I'd have to look at that. I I, I assume it's an Apple-based product, but yeah, I agree with you where um, if you have a Samsung phone or otherwise, you can't, a smartphone of some sort, or, or no phone for that matter, right? No phone. How about that? Yeah, there you go. No phone, and I wonder if you can get this. Maybe there's an, you can get an Apple card. I don't know if it is... Well, with the Apple, yeah, the Apple card. They also have a credit card. Right, but can you get Apple card? That's what it, Apple savings plan, no iPhone. I probably won't get any damn things. Um, on your iPhone, while it has Apple savings account on your iPhone, 
iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. If you have an iPhone. Apple card cash savings. Eh, I don't know. Uh, let's put an Apple plan Samsung. Mm, nope, I don't see it here. Yeah, I don't see it. Nope. I think this is going to prop up the mm -hmm. conversation. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's get back to some of the earnings. We talked about Goldman. We talked about that. Schwab. Schwab is interesting because Schwab is getting absolutely bludgeoned right now. We use those. We use Schwab as a one of the custodians, one of three that we have for our clients. And um, it's, it's been weird because you know the quality and, the, and, and everything that goes on from everything we've read and we see uh, the very – aggressive commentary from the uh, uh, on the earnings call that talked about how, you know, we have this, this, and this. We do not have this. We do not have this. We do not have this. And it, going over how short duration they are and how they've been very protective, but still there's been, you know, this thought that a lot of money is going to come out of the zero interest rate or very low interest rate cash into the higher yield, and it's going to cost them money. If they have money sitting around in very low interest rate, in the cash, as we call it, in their swap accounts, and they're earning interest on that, let's even say 2% spread. Now you move that to a money market yielding 4.5%, but they only charge you 0.2% on that. That's a huge differential in that money. It's almost like 2% on, on a billions of dollars. Yeah, that would be a lot. So shares of, uh, of Schwab have been really languishing from, I think, down from 70 to 49 at one point or so. Uh, companies' uh, revenues and earnings, though, were 93 cents per share, 3 cents better than the uh, consensus. Revenues rose 9.5% per year. Now, what's also interesting is they talk about how much deposits were brought on. So uh, huge amount, huge amount of, of new money has come in. And, and I can tell you also that I brought in a ton of new money for clients, especially as we're doing uh, laddering of treasuries. You know, three-month treasuries, uh, two to, let's say, two to six-month treasuries, rotating and laddering and getting, you know, 4.7% gross on that, 5% on the gross the other day. Yeah. So people are like saying, hey, I want that. Um, so the company said that maintaining the capital and liquidity requirements to support Schwab's long-term growth remains our primary balance sheet Objective. We increased our quarterly common dividend by 14% to 25 cents share and returned capital via common and preferred stock repurchases. Even with the accelerated capital return during the first two months of the quarter, um, our tier one leverage ratio finished at 7.1. So that's doing pretty good. But, big but, in light of recent events with the U.S. banking sector and the resulting regulatory uncertainty, we have decided to pause our active buyback program. That's a bit of a red flag. You don't want that happening. So ultimately, we believe that the current headwinds will prove transitory and we remain well-positioned to deliver long-term value to our stockholders. So there you go. They were very animate about the low duration. Uh, hmm. Meanwhile, with all that that we know and companies in the doghouse and we know what's going on with all these other companies, regional banks, et cetera, here's the numbers that actually came out over the last couple of days. Estimates are for a drop or, or withdrawals uh, from a year ago to now, in totality, $520 billion. 
Yeah. 520 billion. That's a good number. 60 billion in the first quarter of 2023. Hmm. So the question is, where'd all the money go? It's like, where are, the work, where are all the workers? It's like, where where the money go? It's not in cash. Say that much. It's not in Bitcoin. But clearly into brokerages and treasuries. Yeah, I'd say. Netflix. Yeah, what's going on there? So they came out with their uh, numbers tonight. Uh, they see a, see two point eight um, the quarter two um, for next quarter. They see two dollars eighty four cents versus three oh eight revenues of eight twenty four eight hundred eight point two four billion versus eight point four seven. That sunk the stock down about eleven percent after hours. However, they came in with operating margin at twenty one percent versus nineteen point nine prior. They uh, put uh, one point seven five million new ads on. The problem is. Uh, the reason why the stock didn't stay down was there was commentary about when they're going to crack down on the password sharing issue in the U.S. They moved it up a quarter or moved it back a quarter, moved it back. And therefore, they believe that that is going to be a significant increase in their overall revenue stream, right? When they do that? I don't think they're ever going to do it. They keep on pushing it back. Well, I agree. see, the thing, it was the gentleman... Got back to the gentleman's agreement. From the very early days of Netflix, they kind of assumed that it was going to be these passwords would be shared with a, within a family. Mm-hmm. So if you had like two or three, like if you have three TV sets in the house and you have three different people watching different stuff on Netflix, the same password would would apply. It's not like if you have three TV sets, you need three accounts. Mm-hmm. And it was also the same with you know. Extended family, in other words, people that even lived in a different house. Um, and it could all be different IP addresses. It's pretty hard to keep track of it. And so, it would, and it was, everyone's just kind of adopted that strategy where you, you get a Netflix account and you pay whatever you pay. You don't care too much. And it just gets shared with everybody in the immediate family. Well, they're not going to crack down on that. That's going to get people irked because if, if you really start thinking about it and looking at the Netflix, uh, Offerings is not that good. I mean, it's hard to break away because there are shows you could always find. And for $10, $12 a month, it's like, who cares? I know that sounds glib, but it's not like it's a $50 or $60 a month situation. No, but it will be if you have to get four accounts. That's it's going to be forty forty eight dollars $48. No, I don't know. I don't, I just skip it, screw it. I'll, I'll get Hulu. I guess the limitation is also how what how do they know if your password sharing if I'm on several different computers? Well, that's the other thing. That Unless could it's be only put one off. Concur- they could only- have pushed it off because it's too hard to figure out. Well, the way to figure it out is very simple. One concurrent user at a time. Well, they've had it uh, in the early days. I do remember that we had a, a password we shared with three different households. And all related. And if you were on, you went on Netflix with another somebody else watching on Netflix, they would tell you, hey, you can't use this account because it's busy. Right. Right. That would be okay. I could put up with that. What? Yeah. I mean, right now I have a three, I think it's three concurrent users on my account, the way I have mine set up. Yeah. And if a fourth one goes on, it says, nope, sorry, can't. Unless somebody gives it up. Well, 
I, I don't know. Netflix is, impresses me less and less. I'm, I'm stunned that the stock price is so high. Yep. It's down 40% from where it was, but yeah. I mean, that, that was ridiculous in the 700s. Uh, J&J earnings, earnings per share, 268 versus 250. Revenues, all this good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Everybody's all jacked up before the market. Everybody's excited. The stock is up. It's great. And then they realize, you know, a lot of it's from some of these COVID shots that they're never going to have revenue from again. <laughs> yeah. Stock dipped. Best Buy this week, many store workers that specialize in selling more complex products, such as computers and smartphones, dubbed consultants, were told their jobs will be... Well, eliminated. Employees in consultant roles told they can reapply for other internal jobs or receive severance. So now there's going to be little technical help, I guess, in the in the store, right? Just another store that you walk into that there's nobody helping you. Yeah, nobody can help you and nobody knows anything. I mean, do you remember the days in, when you walk into a Home Depot and the, the, the orange jackets were just fawn all over you? Yeah. And every and one were, of them knew they everything. They were like a bunch of uh, kind of farts who uh, knew what they were talking about. Yeah. It's like bringing back the good old days of construction. I'm like, listen, I need something for my plumbing that is a, that's this shit. Oh, you need a three-quarter inch rounded uh, dialed blah, 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 with a uh, reverse screw, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. They walk you right over to the right bin and give it to you. Love that. So uh, I guess who's going to be shopping there anymore anyway? It's all online. I mean, the only thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that you could, in a weird way, you could say that was an electronics curation store that somebody would curate the best product, maybe not the best, but the products that you would maybe want. And You're referring to what? Best Buy. Yeah, Best Buy. Uh, well, I'm. If you're going to think in those terms, you have to consider Radio Shack. Yeah, true. True. That was a very useful store to have around. Where was I? There was a Radio Shack. I you think needed. A, there's no. I really a you. real Radio Shack. So you needed like a connector. You needed it now because you're working on something. Yeah, you could order it from Amazon and get it the next day, maybe. But you could go on to Radio Shack and there's usually a helpful guy there. Say, oh, yeah, you want this and you need this nut. You need this kind of thing here to screw it on. Uh, some cabling. Now that's gone. And Best Buy has nothing going on like that. Remember it's, Comp, it's, Comp USA used to have all that stuff. Remember you could do it yourself building of computers from ground up? Yeah. Yeah, Comp USA. Oh, that was great. What happened to them? Yeah, I'm out of business. Bankrupt. All those. What about the one out by you? Fries. Oh, fries. Yeah, well, fries used to be all over the place. And fries, uh, they used to, they had one in uh, Walnut Creek. There's a bunch of them in San Jose area, San Francisco. <laughs> they were all over the place. And uh, fries electronics. And they had the best, I mean, you could get anything there. It was unbelievable. And you can get, chassis or you want to build yourself or that just it was astonishing. And then out of business. Gone. Meanwhile, and I still can't figure out quite how they went out of business so quick. Meanwhile, Brandsmart is still open. What a hellhole that is. I, they don't even have them out here. Uh, you go, you buy something, you go around to the loading dock in the back and they basically throw it at you. <laughs> Seriously. I hate that place. 
That's like the, another story I went to, uh, I'd go to like Sims to buy a jacket or a suit. And I bought two suits my first time there. I walk out and they take the, the suit and the pants, you know, the suit jacket and the pants. They take it off the hanger and they fold it into a bag. I'm like, excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, we can't give you the hanger. I'm like, I just spent a lot of money on those two suits. No, 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 we can't give you the hanger. I'm like, why not? I don't want my suits all folded up and nasty in the bag. And I could use those nice wooden hangers. Nope. I said, do me a favor. I'm returning these. I returned the suits. I walked out. I, I think I proved my point, don't you? Well, yeah. They won't mess with me again. I'll tell you right now. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, but you're out two suits. <laughs> uh, Lululemon Athletica is exploring the sale of its mirror. Remember, they picked it up in 2020 for about $500 million. I remember when they bought it, I was like, <gasps> what? How much? Wait, what? Now, the uh, March earnings said the company beat by 14 cents, beats the revenues, guys, uh, EPS above consensus, revenue above consensus, guys, fiscal year 24, EPS above consensus, revenues above consensus. So now they were upgraded to buy from neutral at Citigroup, upgraded to outperform from neutral at KGI Securities. Uh, and they were also placed on the analyst focus list at JP Morgan. But meanwhile, that was in March. And now they're like, we need to sell this mirror company. Something going on is just mirror bleeding them. Or they're just like, ugh, this is no good. You know what the mirror is, right? No, I don't. It's a, it's a big mirror, vertical mirror. Think of a rectangular mirror you hang on the wall. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you, you get in there. I mean, you get in there. You get, well, you, you, let me rephrase that. You, you turn it on and you log in. And you're presented oh, yeah, with I've, I've seen live this, classes. Yes. Or, yeah, and or, you become part of some. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a virtual reality of sorts. Yeah, and so what you do is maybe you have like a, I don't know, I'm just thinking an, an abs class you're doing. That's not live, that's recorded. Yeah, you can exercise along, to it. Follow along. Yeah. It'd be like Richard Simmons on a big TV. Come on, ladies. So uh, I don't know what's going on there, but kind of interesting that just uh, a month and a half ago, Things seemed really, really, really good. And now they want to sell this, which may be a very sound move that we're just picking on. I'm just picking on, but it seems kind of weird. Well, yes, but it might be a sound move now, but why, why, were, you, why were they so jacked up about it earlier? Yeah. And everybody was jacked up about it. I mean, what kind of thinking, what is wrong with their analysis? When's the last time you heard the word Peloton? Yeah, I haven't heard Peloton for a while. I mean, or or Tonal. I thought Tonal was cool. Tonal's cool. Tonal's what like a tonal? mirror. It's it's like a mirror, but it has another mirror. But but it has it has uh these really cool uh what do you call the cables and stuff on it. So you can do exercise and with that it'll give you instant feedback on how you're doing your weightlifting, uh, as well as do all sorts of really cool stuff with these cables and attachments. Really cool. I thought that was the best of the best. I said nowhere to really put it. So we had some, uh, I put it out there on the Twitter. You can follow uh, John Dvorak at The Real Dvorak. He's on Twitter there. I'm Andrew Horowitz, one word. You can also listen to John and Adam Curry on the No Agenda Show. We get the real bottom line, you know, the OGs of podcasting and news deconstruction, not to some guys whining like the, those guys in the last show. 
and we tried to kick yeah. off the stream. But you can get the real OGs that everybody just tries to copy on Thursdays and Sundays at 2 p.m. So that's something you really need to listen to. Discipline Investor as well. We had uh, Frank Curzio on last week, uh, Anthony Scaramucci a couple of weeks ago. Danielle DiMartino Booth, a Fed insider, giving us some good stuff. And we're kind of trying to line up something this week. That's, I don't know if it's kind of late, but to do a 420 marijuana show. I was thinking about taking a gummy and then doing the show. Edibles take about an hour and a half oh. to uh, oh. take full effect. Oh, kind of be interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. You'd have to take the gummy like an hour before. Yeah, and then get right on there and see how it goes. Probably think I'm doing great. Yeah, you know, you'd be a little loopy probably. I don't know. Uh, but I did put on Twitter today uh, the idea of ask us anything. So. Oh. So somebody. Do we get any questions? Yeah, I got a bunch. I, I picked a few. So uh, this is the first one. Someone mentioned on another podcast that if they goes, if they goes with a CBDC to replace the U.S. dollar. So I guess that's China, the BRICS. Uh, I don't know what the DNC means. But other country. Um, all mortgage contracts will be null and void. Is there any validity to that? I don't know how you make the leap from going from the dollar as the reserve currency of the world to a China BRICS alternative. Uh of, or any other alternative, right? And how your mortgage contract will be null and void. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's nuts. I mean, these things, obviously, that's not going to happen. Why does somebody even talk it, it about that? It wouldn't be allowed by the by the, the legal eagles. Can't pull something like that off. Why, why would I mean, this is, you know, it reminds me of that kind of commentary. It reminds me of the people who who bought into the idea that we're, you know, that the United States is a corporation and we're all some, you know, corporate entities or each individual. We yep. have our own, you know, that, remember that? Yeah, we have, we have our ownership. Some years ago. Yeah, we have our own ownership and uh, the government uh, pays a dividend to us as being part yeah, of something it. like that. It was like, yeah, it was like, okay, it's loopy. But I, I don't understand how even, I don't understand either. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I don't Let's know why. Let's go to a, a real question. Yeah. Number two, Quad from Northern Virginia. Smart or dumb? My company offers ESPP at 15% discount twice a year. Max contribution is 15% of gross from each check. In other words, it's getting a employee stock purchase plan. Uh, you can buy stocks of the company. Uh, I yeah. go tax exempt all year and contribute max to the ESPP, then cash that out to pay my taxes. About a net 10% guaranteed gain. Your thoughts? Well, that's pretty clever. Dude. You know, Bravo. I mean, that's, that's not it. That one. Good, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is if you can get a- uh, If it works. Well, if you're going to get an automatic discount on your stock, that's great. The only problem is that, you know, when you sell your stock, if the stock goes up, you're going to have to pay capital gains on the 15%. Uh, yeah, you have discount. to take- Right. But- uh, You have to actually assume you bought it from that half price. Yeah, so that's pretty good where you could do that and then you pay your taxes. I mean, again- if you're getting a benefit from this, you said you're getting a 10% guaranteed gain. Now, just as a point of reference, if you buy your stock at a 15% discount, just to let you know, you got a 15% guaranteed gain. Right? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, that's funny. So, you know, if, if, if that's the way you want to float it, that's great. But bottom line is I think the idea of buying the uh, employee stock at a discount, assuming it's a good company, et cetera, all the different disclaimers, blah, 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 blah. Good stuff. Number three, 
How do you feel about Yellen's recent comments on raising the national debt to $50 trillion? I guess he's probably talking about the ceiling. I mean, what is the national debt now? I think it's 35, 34 or 35 US trillion. National. I mean, I don't know why we'd do that. Why would you? Let's see. It's uh, 31 and a half. Ooh. Not as much as I thought. So. That's so I know why you would want to do it. That way you don't have to. Well, for one thing, jack it up real fast. But the other thing is the, the idea would be, well, then we don't have to deal with fighting about this every every year. We can put it off for a few years if we jack it up. But I think if you jack it up, they just go up to that number. Of course. You still end up fighting for it every year. Of course. Doesn't air occupy the container that is put upon? Yes. Yeah, that sort of thing. Isn't that the national debt as well? Whatever the number is will be the number? Yeah. It's expansion of the air expands to whatever size the container is put in. National debt, same thing with any. So I, I think that it would probably be easier. Now we go from 30 to 50. That's pretty ugly. I mean, we've gone up so dramatically over the years that it's pretty ridiculous to begin with. The The idea of paying it back doesn't even exist. No. Here's a good question. If you could tell your 15-year-old self one thing about finance, what would it be? If you could tell your 15-year-old uh, self. When you see a company called Microsoft come mm. along, put all your money in it. <laughs> Buy land. Next to the water. Or buy real estate. Yeah, it's always estate. a winner. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's save save early is what I, I was thinking. That would be the save early and, and save a lot. Yeah. Kids will never do that. Right. That's a problem. Pay yourself first. You get a check, put a little bit aside. You're going to pay the government and then spend the rest. Pay yourself first. The other thing would be uh, don't get married. <laughs> that is a costly endeavor, my friend. No kidding. Although it is, I'm not kidding. It is good. You should be able to get some free labor out of it. Ah, there you are. There you are. All right, let's go to the game. Here we go. Uh, here we go. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz, a company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discussed in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Hmm. Well, I see that our purple choice. What, how much is that on yours? What does it show? Down twenty-seven point five four percent. That's not right. Went from a buck thirty-eight to a buck. That's not right. We were up on that. We were up like eight percent. So, I gotta look at that. that that's not. Right. Uh, it could be a. Could be a. Uh, I will say my uh, noggin ink. Yeah, I got stopped. Yeah, I got stopped. But I was up ten percent. I think that thing closed today at like, it was up 19% today. Ah, well, uh, that's the way it goes. Um, this is a pretty good looking list. We just, you know, we do have these three dogs here sitting in the, and then my stopped out thing will make it look like we got just the bottom is all dogs. Uh, it's amazing that we, we, we have, uh, 
the aerospace, you know, that's the Lockheed Martin and all that, they're hitting new highs. McDonald's hit a new high today. That's different. That was yeah, separate, separate yeah, they're kicking ass and they're getting more money and more and more money. I don't know how long that's going to last. I think it's, it's going to peak. Amazing. This Ukraine war with all these leaked documents seems to me to be a setup to get us out of there. Probably. I would think so. Uh, Apple uh, short is nowhere. Uh, it was up about 3 4%, or 3%, I think it was. Um, and then it's come back a bit. You have any stock picks for this week? I was looking at some stuff, but I, I don't have anything I'm confident in. Yeah, I don't, I don't so like I'm to do stuff it. right now either with, with earnings season. Yeah, I'll skip it. All right, well, I'll see you again next week then. Okay, sounds good. All Talk right, to you then. Good. All right, bye. Bye. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. <laughs> Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.